0: Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is Touching Hearts and Changing Lives by the Power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God.
1: Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host. And as always, I love saying that it is my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience, allowing God, allowing me to be your radio Bible instructor for this time that we have together. I just thank God, I get excited about coming into the studio and being able to open the Word of God and present it to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. But as always, let us begin with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the ability to study your word, for your word has the power to transform our lives. And Father, we just ask now that your spirit will continually transform us and mold us and form us, conform us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ, who we love and adore for what he has done for us. He didn't have to do it, but because of his love, he did. He went and died on the cross, an old rugged cross, that we who are unworthy might be found worthy in your sight, being washed in the blood of your son jesus christ come now spirit O holy spirit and teach us your word we ask this all in jesus name and for his name's sake amen well let's pick it back up we're in chapter 17 in the book of acts and let's go back over at verse 18 where we began uh, left off i should say last week and then certain philosophers of the epicureans and the stoics encountered him and some said what will this babbler say of the some he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Well what we had stated last week is Paul left Berea and went into Athens and he was waiting for Timothy and Silas to show up but when he looked around the cityscape, Of Athens, he saw thousands upon thousands upon thousands of idols, idols all in the street, idols everywhere he turned around. This agitated Paul. It stirred up his spirit. Paul could not stand by and watch all this idolatry take place, and no one was standing for the glory of God. So even though he was waiting for Timothy and Silas to come, his heart would not allow him to be still and be silent any longer. So now he begins to speak out, and we find that, when we looked at the Epicureans, and it, that came from the, the Greek philosopher Epicurus, who was lived between B.C. Uh, 342 and 270, then the basic belief was that the world happened by chance. It was just an accident. Hmm, sounds familiar now, doesn't it? And if there were gods, they were so remote and disinterested in the affairs of men that men didn't mean anything to them. And man was left on his own to discover the truth and the pleasure of life and once you died, that was it, you were just dead. There was no heaven, no no earth. I mean, no heaven, no hell. And there was nothing after death, no punishment, no rewards. Now we see the next group that, that was mentioned in, in verse 18 is, is, is the audience that that was made up of the Stoics or the rationalists. These were self-controlled and disciplined people. The Stoic philosophy was formed by Zeno, B.C. 336 to 264 B.C. The basic belief are they had two basic beliefs, if you will. Pantheism, which states that God exists in everything and everyone. And the other one was fatalism. Whenever Whatever happened occurred because it was supposed to happen. So if I might give you a, a little definition that drunk driver speeding down the street and has his car careen off the road and plow into a group of people standing on the sidewalk and kills many, according to the Stoics' philosophy, that was already supposed to happen. So we find out that the next group that was listening to uh, the Paul, Paul, Paul's message was the philosophical questioners of Jesus Christ. They heard the message that Jesus was the Messiah, had walked the earth, was crucified, buried, and resurrected, and they did not want to receive it. So let's let's read a little further. And they took him and brought him unto the Aragopolis, saying, We might know what this new doctrine, wherefore thou speakest, is. For thou bringest a strange, excuse me, For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, that we would know, therefore, what these things mean. Now remember, back Paul was was saying that they are preaching to him. They was uh, saying to Paul that you're preaching some strange doctrine, some strange god. So the Erechtheus is Greek for the word Mars Hill. Now. Paul was being brought to Mars Hill, where it was the site where many of the great philosophers of the world would conduct their their, their, their speeches, if you will. Now, Paul is amongst these mighty men, if you will, but now Paul's bringing a totally different message. It's not a message of philosophical value. It is a message of the truth of the word of God. Paul stood ready to preach. He stood where so many of the world's great philosophers had stood, philosophers such as Socrates and Plato and Aristotle. They had expounded their great thoughts of their philosophy, but now Paul was about to proclaim the great truths of God. The official court sat before him, and a large crowd of interested philosophers and poets and citizens surrounded him. They sat or stood, all these heathens, completely void of any knowledge of the living and true God, The most monumentous moment of their lives was about to take place. They were about to hear the most glorious news ever proclaimed to man. God had revealed himself and made himself known to man. He had sent forth his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to earth to save man from sin, death, and the judgment to come. God was deeply concerned with the welfare of man. Paul's message begins. Let's read. Verse 21, for all the Athenians and the strangers which were spent their time in nothing else were either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that, you, that in all things ye are too superstitious. For I passed by and beheld your devotions And I found an altar with an inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Paul says, you guys are way too superstitious. You've heard of this unknown God who you know nothing about, but yet you still make an idol towards him. You still are trying to cover all of your bases, and when you look at what's taking place in the text, it's uh, almost like a parallel today. There are many. We are living in a day and age where there is a high spiritual curiosity. The unfortunate piece is there's many of the occultic messages that are going out. There's many perverted doctrines that are being taught when we, the true believers of Jesus Christ, have the truth of God and we should be out there expounding on the word of God, destroying these perversions and tearing down these strongholds that the enemy has created in order to keep men's minds confused and being led away from the true God. We have to do as Paul did. We have to stand up. We have to stand up in love. We have to stand up in truth. We have to tell everyone we come in contact with about the goodness of our God. Now, when we look at these, the text, the word devotion here means the objects of worship, such as idols and altars and image. The people acknowledged there was an unknown God, and they worshiped him, but they did not know him. Like I said before, they were just trying to cover all the bases. And, you know, we have people today that are doing those things. One day they're, they're studying this. The next day they're studying that. They're always searching and looking. We are living, like I said, in times that are rich with a spiritual hunger and shame on God's church if we do not take advantage of this hunger. These people out there that are searching, they're looking all over the place. They may not come into our church houses, so therefore we have to get outside the four walls of our church and begin to tell the truth of God. And when we tell the truth of God, we're not always do like we used to do in years gone by, by getting in their face and and giving a message of condemnation, but we ought to give one of love and in truth, knowing that God has covered their sins through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Let's read a little further. Verse 24, For God hath made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. So Paul begins by saying God is the creator. God has created created the world and all things therein. There is only one and one true God. He is supreme, absolute, all-powerful, all-encompassing. He has made everything that is and has been made. God is the Lord of heaven and of the earth. He is the master and the ruler of all. There is none other but God. God is the creator and he is not created. He is the creator. And he does not dwell in temples made by hands of men. Verse 25. Neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. God is self-sufficient. The point is shocking to the mind of those uh, uh unregenerated people it means that God himself has created men he has given gifts unto men and God is the one who has created all things he is the giver of life he is the sustainer of life he is the one that brings us through life God guides the history of all men and nations and that is a phenomenal revelation that I don't understand how God does it, but God can take you and I, have us going into the direction to create the history of the world and never yet violate our free will. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I need to hold up there. We'll pick this up again next week. Pray for me as I pray for you. Visit us on the web at www.smbcmesa.org. Call the church office 480-844-2687. Stop by Midweek Bible Study at 7 p.m. Or come out on Sunday School at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Worship service is at 11 a.m. You can revisit this broadcast at touchingheartsandchanginglives.podbean.com. Pray for me as I pray for you. The church is located at 56 South Robson in Mesa, Arizona. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Lift me up as I lift you up. See you again next week. May the Lord bless and keep you is my prayer.
0: Touching Hearts and Changing Lives radio program is an outreach ministry of Shiloh Missionary Church and is hosted by Rev. Otley W. Holmes, Jr., Senior Pastor. Please join us every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on KXXT 1010. We're located at 56 South Robson Mesa, Arizona, 85210. It's right on the corner of Robson and First Avenue in downtown Mesa. Service times are Wednesday evening prayer meeting, 5.30 to 7 p.m. and Bible study, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9 a.m. Worship service is at 11 a.m. For more information, call 480-844-2687 or email sbchurch1011 at quest.net. Be sure to log on to the website www.smbcmesa.org. This program has been sponsored by the membership of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church.